Welcome to the Revival Center Podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and thoughts from our church. We hope you are encouraged and blessed by today's message. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Revival Center Podcast. We're so glad that you're here joining us again today. If this is your first time, welcome. We're so glad to have you. Make sure that you hit that subscribe button. That is the best way that you can keep up to date with everything that's going on here on our podcast, whether it is a devotion, just like the one that you're hearing right now, or one of our sermons or interviews, any of these things. It is going to be found out by you by hitting that subscribe button. You'll be the first to know. And so we'd love to have you be a part. Um, It's going to be a a really, really awesome time to grow together, uh, to talk together, and to uh, just try to grow in the Lord and explore some different topics, some different subjects uh, that maybe we don't talk about as much. And so I know this summer has been kind of a summer focusing on devotions and and different things. Of course, we had our interview with uh, Charlie Stewart, our men's director, a few weeks ago. And so uh, if you haven't already, make sure you go back and check that one out. Uh, we look forward to having maybe a few more interviews here coming up in the future. Uh, we just know with summertime and people being gone and different things, uh, that that is a little difficult just the way our church calendar runs. And so, um, so we hope you guys have been enjoying these devotions. We love your feedback, so please feel free to reach out to us um, to let us know uh, what you what you're uh, getting out of them, what you're enjoying, and um, what it's maybe spurred on some thoughts. And yours always appreciate when people at church come up and, and talk to me about them and everything. So, hey, if you're one of those, make sure you reach out. And so, um, I just have a a thought and a scripture verse that I kind of want to explore. And uh, one that I haven't ever heard mentioned a lot, I've maybe heard one sermon on it in my life several years ago, but it's one that I think is really interesting, um, and, and it's it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, um, and it's looking at verse 19 in particular, but that whole section, um, and I, I think what's kind of spurred it on um, is we actually had some missionaries um, with us, with the staff that kind of shared their heart. And uh, in the conversation, there were, you know, Q&A questions, and it got to, we kind of got to talking about people and how across cultures, across um, age groups, there's there are things that are inherent to the human condition. Um, there are identity issues, there are desires, there are problems, there are all these things that happen no matter where you are. No matter, you know, you could be in the U.S., you could be in China, you could be in South Africa, you could be in Brazil, you could be wherever. And there are just things that are in the human condition that just happen to everyone. And I think one of those things is the desire for the good life, okay? And I know the good life is a very generic term, um, you know, what, what does that mean? What could that mean? Well, it means different for everyone, right? The idea of the good life is dependent on culture. It's dependent on background. It's dependent on, uh, you know, what you watch, who you listen to, um, you know, what your, um, maybe your desires are, uh, toward other people or toward, um, Things like material possessions, like all of those things can really determine what your definition of the good life is. And of course, that looks different, but in this country that the missionaries were 
uh, in a lot of them. It's a it's a poorer country in that socioeconomically, um, people do not make a lot of money. Um, the average wage per year is going to be around four thousand dollars a year. So there's not a lot, and so a lot of the younger people they desire to come to the U.S. to come to America, and um, you know because they see this you know material prosperity, um, and you know it got me thinking: is is what is shown in America the good life? Is what is shown on TV the good life? Um, is what we profess Christianity to be the good life? Okay, all of these things. What what is the good life? And I want to push back on something that I've heard some people say at some points, and then kind of circle back around to why this verse is important and how we can move forward. Okay. So the first thing is I'm going to read the verse, and we're going to discuss that for a second, and then we'll jump to an argument I've heard about belief, like uh, of people who talk to unbelievers, okay? So let's read this first verse. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Of course, this is the Apostle Paul. He is explaining um, about the necessity of Christ's resurrection, um, about the resurrection of the dead, um, that Jesus proclaimed that the that they would rise from the dead, that uh, that people who were dead in Christ have hope because Christ raised. So if Christ was raised, uh, was not raised, excuse me, then there is no hope. There is no resurrection. There's nothing. So this is what Paul is, is talking about. And so in verse 19, I'm going to read this one. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. I'm going to read that again. If in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. You see, I think sometimes our vision of the Christian life is one that whether Christ resurrected or not, our life would not look different. Think about that. If the Bible were not true, would you consider your life as a Christian still a good life? You see, because I've heard these arguments, and you may have heard them too, about uh, trying to convince people to be Christians, okay? And they would say, you know, well... I would rather um, live and believe and uh, find out at the end that it wasn't true than to not live like it's true and then get to the end and find it's true. And I see their point, okay? I'm not saying it's an it's a terrible thing to say because I see their point that they're banking on eternity, right? That they're focused on eternity, that the eternal value is better. But here's the question. If there's a possibility that it's not true, then our hope for Jesus is only for this life, like Paul's talking about. Like in his argument where he's talking about the resurrection of the dead, 
He's saying, if our hope is only for this life and not for Christ to be resurrected from the dead, therefore we have a resurrection of the dead, then we're to be pitied. But think about what the Christian life looked like for Paul. You see, I think in the modern West, especially in the U.S., in our context here that I'm sitting in, this could be different for other Western countries, but in particular in the U.S., to be a Christian isn't inherently a negative thing culturally. It can be, and it's getting more so in different segments, but um, but for the most part, to be a Christian is a relatively normal thing. Societally, culturally, it's not countercultural in, a, in some senses. And you can go to church, you can do all these things, you can live this quote-unquote moral life, and that can be a quite normal thing. You know, you go to work, you work hard, you make some money, you buy some things, you go to church on Sunday, you repeat. In all reality, the focus of the Christian life is one that is not that life-changing, if that's our whole focus of the Christian life. If all our focus of Christian life is, is you know, to be a relatively good moral person, uh, to pay the bills, to make some money, buy a nice car, have a nice house, serve the Lord, you know, quote unquote, you know, yeah, I'm about the Lord's business. But it, there never is any real sacrifice. Then we are doing, like Paul is saying here, and hoping in Christ only for this life. The fullness of this Christian walk is not one that is one of sacrifice. Because, see, if, if that's the way we look at life, is that Christianity is the add-on, the plus to my life that I already have, then we're looking at it all wrong. You see, the good life of the culture, you can maybe have a Christian slant to it. You know, nice house, nice car, nice family, 401k, live in the suburbs, have a beach house, or at least go to the beach, have a have family vacations, rinse and repeat, have a nice retirement, rest, relax, and that's the end until you die. You can add a Christian slant to that, but you don't have to have a Christian background or serve the Lord to do those things. You don't at all. You see, for Paul, Paul knew that to hope in Christ for eternity meant that in this life, our life was going to look tremendously different. For Paul, it did. If Paul had have just stayed the same way in his life and not gone the way that he did in serving Christ, his life looks totally different. He would have skipped out on shipwreck. He would have skipped out on beatings, on exiles of having been called every name in the book and in being um, pushed out of his own people, of losing friends. All of those things would have just been bypassed if he had not have decided to follow Jesus. But see, when Paul said, I am following Jesus when the Lord is the one who I serve, oh, this life looks very different. This life looks like one that if that's our focus, 
then we aren't, our life is going to be so different and so far from where we would have been that if we didn't have hope for eternity, this life is pitiful. This life is awful because the sacrifice that we should be making for God in this life because of the hope we have in eternity should not be one that somebody who does not serve Jesus would say, oh, yeah, that'd be fine. Whether it was true or not, sure, I'll take your life. Because if that's the case, we're not serving God sacrificially. We're not living out the truth of his word fully. And we're allowing culture to dictate our lives of what the good life is. So if if the good life is I do the Christian thing, whether it's true or not, my friends, we are missing it. We are missing it. Because in fullness, we are fully devoted to serving God sacrificially with our time, with our lives, with our futures, with our families. We say no to things of this world. We de- desire to go forth and go deeper. It's not, it's not a, a, an option anymore. There's a depth to it. There's a desire to it, and that makes all the difference in the world. So I hope you guys uh, enjoyed this. I know it's a short one, but I just want you to think about that. Think about that. If Christ wasn't raised, our hope is gone. But also, if how we are living today as a Christian, if Christianity was not true, if we're able to say, oh, yeah, I would still live the same way, then are we really truly serving God in the fullness that he deserves? Or are we just making this Christian life my regular life plus a little bit of religion? That won't change our life, but full devotion to Christ will. So, hey, let's pursue the good life, which is the life in Jesus, serving him, loving him, and going all the way for his glory. So, hey. Thank you guys so very much for listening. I hope this blessed you. I hope this got you thinking Um, because, hey, we need believers who think. We need believers who sit and contemplate the deep things of God's word, the deep things of this life, and why it's God and Jesus, they're they're worth this, this beautiful God that we serve, the Godhead, one essence, three persons, this Trinitarian Godhead, just the beautiful God that we serve, is worthy of our lives. So, God bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And uh, we just we just pray that He just lavishes His love on you and lets you know that your sacrifice is worth it. So, hey, thank you guys so very much for listening. We'll see you next time.